0: Foundations.
1: That it was in this parallel that we had all these repetitions every year of this until Jesus comes along and he is the ultimate high priest who makes a sacrifice of his own blood, which is pure and untainted and perfect as a one-off sin
0: offering. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. been learning about Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement over the last couple of programs. We're going to finish that off today and find out how Jesus was that absolute and complete fulfillment of this incredibly important and solemn annual event for the Jewish people and for Gentile believers around the world.
1: It is, as we mentioned before a couple of times, it's really solemn and really serious because they're dealing with sin and sin is catastrophic. The whole of creation is groaning scripture says because of our sin so it's it's catastrophic on every level sin is a terrible terrible thing and yet we run to it you know we love it and mm. it's going to kill us but we still long for it and so this is this annual solemn feast celebration holiday they don't actually sound right do they when you say holiday mm. within the jewish calendar the religious calendar to deal with sin once and for all the high priest going into the holy of holies with the shed blood of the goat over the mercy seat, then placing the sin of the people onto the second goat, the scapegoat, and sending him off, and the sin being taken away. But it's fascinating that how the um, the Jewish people have adapted all of their laws and their festivals over year, the years since the the temple is no more. They do not have the capacity to have the goats and the scapegoat anymore. But the ultra-Orthodox community, they perform the kaparot, which is where they take a chicken in the place of a goat, and while they're reciting a prayer, the chicken is held securely. This is not cruel. They hold the chicken securely with two hands. They raise it up high, and they just move it around in a circular motion. Then they say this prayer. Then they will take it to a kosher butcher, where the chicken is then slaughtered and they will then give it to the poor, to Mm. somebody who doesn't have enough money, and then they can use that and cook that for their um, Yom Kippur meal at the end of the fast. But that sort of came about, it began in the 9th century, but it's just fascinating to me that there is this understanding that blood needs to be shed.
0: That's the the underlying thread, isn't it, even whether it's a chicken or a goat or Jesus, in the case of our Messiah, that blood shed is requirement for atonement.
1: Yeah, and we we've talked about that a, a number of programs ago, but what gets me is that it's not just a Jewish understanding or a Christian understanding, pagan religions, even people who don't have a religious background, they know that if if sin has been committed, if a crime has been committed, it must be paid for mm. and it must be, you know, like for like. It has to be commensurate We get cranky, actually, with our justice system if somebody commits a heinous crime and they get a slap on the wrist for it, if that. You know, we want justice to be done. Well, so does God. God requires it, and he is this holy judge. So without a temple, they can't actually fulfill the requirements of Yom Kippur, so they come up with alternatives. And for the ultra-Orthodox, there's the Kaparot.
0: So what are the expectations from observant Jews on the Day of Atonement?
1: They're required to attend five different services in the synagogue, which are essential, and the last appeal or the last chance for them, this is how they feel, to have the judgment of God averted from them. So they go through this process um, because the goal is, at the end of all of this, is to have their names written in the book of life. There are prescribed uh, scriptures that they will read, but for Messianic Jewish believers, they will also go to five services, but then they have also portions from the New Covenant that are mm. also read. And, of course, they recognize that their Messiah fulfills all of the elements of this particular feast.
0: Yeah, we've talked about a few times already, the role of Jesus in Yom Kippur, and it can be as you look at it, quite obvious if you yeah. look at it from that Christian perspective.
1: Yeah, very obvious. We look at it and we go, oh, that's that's Jesus. Are they talking about the same <laughs> yeah. thing? And you kind of go, well, it's sort of, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the role of Jesus in Yom Kippur, which element by element we can unfold those, the significance, as we said, is very, very obvious. And he was the high priest, and we mentioned the role of the high priest as a go-between, as a mediator. So Hebrews 3 verses 1 to 2 explains this and remember God is the one who instituted this system of atonement and forgiveness and we've said it before many times and you can not you can almost not stress it enough because it's very rarely talked about these days but it only comes through the shedding of blood.
0: Well you mentioned Hebrews 3 there and Hebrews is a great book for this because obviously it it's written to the Hebrews so it focuses on a lot of this understanding of culture but Hebrews 9 is another uh, chapter of that book that focuses on this a fair bit. And verse 22 in particular says, And according to the law, one may also almost say all things are cleansed with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no forgiveness.
1: And that's the thing. If there's no forgiveness, well, we're doomed. Mm. That's the thing. No forgiveness, we're doomed. And we tend to think that it's not us, it's other people. But Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray and have turned everyone to his own way And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And we've read from Hebrews 9 before about the fact that the the, the high priest goes into the Holy of Holies and, and there is the shed blood that he sprinkles on the mercy seat and that it was in this parallel that we had all these repetitions every year of this until Jesus comes along and he is the ultimate high priest who makes a sacrifice of his own blood which is pure and untainted and perfect as a one-off sin offering. It's amazing.
0: Following on there in Hebrews 9, verses 24 and onwards, it talks about this and it says, For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence Mm. of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters the most holy place every year, with blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now once at the end of the ages he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself and as it is appointed for men to die once but after this the judgment so Christ was offered once to bear the sin of many. To those who eagerly wait for him he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation.
1: Again what you see here is a substitutionary atonement a go-between, a mediator and in this instance instead of the blood of a goat or a bull or a lamb, this is his own blood. Now, therein lies a big question mark for a lot of people and say, well, God is not into human sacrifice. How can he do that? to And to his own son. Mm. Well, Jesus, you know, he actually says, nobody takes my life. I lay it down of my own accord. And, and he does so because he knows he's going to take it back again. But there's an analogy that I, it's my own analogy. All analogies are flawed. They have li- their limitations. But this is kind of, it kind of helps a little bit. Let's say Robbo, and I might add, out in the car park you've got a beautiful brand spanking new Rolls Royce. It's glorious. It's beautiful. I'm
0: glad you noticed.
1: I, yeah, well <laughs> I couldn't not. <laughs> but then I borrow it from you with fear and trembling. <laughs> I borrow your brand new Rolls Royce and, and you loan it to me with your blessing, but unfortunately, <laughs> I have a bit of a prank and I write it off. Oh, no. And so it was a big prank. <laughs> a bit of a prank. And <laughs> then I say, look, don't worry, don't stress. I am going to replace it with another brand new vehicle. And then a couple of days later, I turn up with a brand spanking new shiny mini Miner. All right. And you look at me and you go, what the? And yeah. I go, I don't know what your problem is. Brand new for brand new. It's mm. got four wheels, it's got four doors, it's got a motor, it'll get you where you It's even got air conditioning. And you're going, this is an inappropriate, Mm. insufficient replacement here. It's supposed to be kind for kind. So all of the animal sacrifices up until the time of Jesus were all insufficient because they weren't kind for kind. Mm. They were inadequate sacrifices giving a temporary coverage for the human condition. But when Jesus, our high priest, is our mediator takes the place of us. He is a human being, tempted as we are, but without sin, which means he is untainted, which means when he gives the sacrifice of himself, he's not paying for his own sin because he doesn't have any. He's paying for our sin, and it's appropriate because it's kind for kind. He is our substitutionary atonement who takes away all of our sin and we are cleansed and our name is thus written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm.
0: And we can be so grateful for that, for uh, the sacrifice that's been made Mm. for us. Fascinating study into the Feast of Yom Kippur and, of course, way more in the notes uh, than what we've had time for over these last few programs. So check that out at vision.org.au slash foundations. Well, next time we're going to continue unpacking the significance of the Jewish foundations and cultural heritage of our Christian faith.